Yogis, welcome back to Flow with Flow. I'm Lo, and it's not time to flow, but I do have something I want to share with you today. If you do want to flow, then check out the other video that just dropped today. It's yoga for fear and anxiety, and it is so good. It's so supportive, and I can't wait for you to check it out. So go and check, do the thing, it's going to be amazing. Um, but today, I want to kind of expand on what that flow begins to open the conversation about, and that is addressing fear and anxiety which uh, this topic is kind of prompted by my own anecdotal experience. You know, fears and anxieties have been popping up left and right for me here lately as I'm kind of moving and shifting into just these new spaces and, and you know, taking on these new roles and just a lot of stuff going on behind the scenes, um, a lot of expansion, a lot of really, really good and exciting things. But, um, you know, along with those good and exciting and expansive things tends to come a lot of fear and anxiety and, you know, because we're stepping into these new spaces, these new levels of awareness or consciousness, and they challenge um, our perception of what's quote unquote normal. And whenever our perception of normality is challenged, fear and anxiety is going to bubble up, right? And I know a lot of people experience just fear and anxiety on a day-to-day -day basis and I want to be really sensitive to those individuals while also giving my truth and my lived experience and just specifically five ways to overcome or support yourself when you're experiencing fear and anxiety that aren't the whole you know feel the fear and do it anyway because I think that's bullshit but also don't allow us to sit in this victimhood that tends to accompany things like anxiety, right? It's really easy to lean into this identity of, oh, I have anxiety. We all experience anxiety. We all experience anxiety. Some people to different, you know, different levels of severity, people experience anxiety different ways. And I'm, I'm absolutely cognizant to that. I am, you know, sensitive to that. But I also don't think that that's a reason to just sit with it and to accept it as part of our reality when what's true is that we are the co-creators of this experience of our reality. And if we don't want to identify as someone who has anxiety or if we choose not to experience the anxiety, we have the power to create the reality where that anxiety doesn't exist. That's my personal belief. You can choose to believe differently if this is already not resonating with you, then feel free to stop watching the video, stop listening to the podcast, whatever. But if you're open to the possibility of experiencing reality without as much fear and anxiety, then uh, keep listening. Um, maybe my truth will speak to you. So let's dive in. Like I said, I'm going to be sharing five ways and I have notes here. So I'm going to, if you're watching the video, I'm going to be up and down, up and down just so I stay on track and uh, aware of timing, um, but five ways to overcome fear and anxiety that are not feel the fear and do it anyway. I've been in the online business space for almost 10 years now, and that is a really big piece of advice from uh, really big gurus and quote unquote experts. You know, they'll tell you to feel the fear and do it anyway. They'll tell you to start before you're ready. And while I do believe there's some validity in that, right? We have to push ourselves beyond the comfort zone in order to experience the growth and, and all the things. I think it ignores the fact that fear and anxiety are real things, right? They are real sensations that we experience in our body 
they, um, their real experiences. And I think that it's important to witness that and to recognize that, that, you know, while the fear and the anxiety is a result of a story that's going on in the mind, it still is a real somatic experience that we're having. And it creates this whole cascade of um, responses within the body that we can't just ignore, right? We, we can't just pretend like this isn't happening because it, it, it is like it's a physiological response to our environment or to the stories that are going on in our head. So I think this concept of feel the fear and do it anyway ignores that piece of it, that very human piece of holy shit, like I feel this in my body. And it also bypasses the need to calm the body down, right? And the need to center the body and drop out of the fight or flight response and into this rest and reset. Um, so it's it, there is validity there, feel the fear and do it anyway, but feel the fear from a place of one, recognizing that like it's real like you're you're sweating and you're you know your hands are shaky and you know your, your heart is racing like these are very real physiological responses that we're, we're not ignoring we can't ignore that but we also can't let it stall us right so how do we calm the body down how do we witness non-judgmentally what's going on in our mind in our body and then how do we effectively move through it so that's what I want to offer today so let's dive in. Number one, now this is going to ruffle some feathers, especially for anyone who is very, very committed to their identity as someone who experiences anxiety. Again, I am sensitive to your experience. Ever, like, I, I think everyone experiences anxiety. Again, different variances of, of um, that experience, but you know, anxiety is part of being a human being. Um, but it's been my lived experience that there are some people who are just very, very committed to their identity as someone with anxiety. And um, I think that's a choice. Personally, I think that's a choice. And the more we identify with the experiences that we have in the body, the more we experience the, the experiences in the body, right? And I'm not saying that we necessarily disassociate or ignore what's going on with the body. I'm saying that we we observe it non-judgmentally without assigning meaning to it and also without attaching ourselves to it and witness like, okay, this physiological experience or response that's happening in my body, this quote unquote anxiety, it's happening in my body, but it's not me. Like it's not me, right? Like being able to discern and differentiate the truth of who you are versus the, the truth of the current experience you're having. Right, so I think that that's really important to differentiate and recognize. If you don't want to be someone who has anxiety, then you need the first step is to stop identifying as someone who has anxiety. Stop, you know, wearing it almost as this badge of honor, and instead of saying, "Oh, I have anxiety," instead say, "I'm I'm working through my anxiety. I experience anxiety, uh, but I'm I'm working through it, or I'm I'm learning how to manage it, or I'm healing it." Right, like the language that we use is a massive contributor to the reality that we experience. So shifting that language, thereby shifting the identity, thereby shifting the experience. And a big piece of anxiety, and this is backed by research and science, so if you're a science person and you need that, that validation, 
um, then go and look it up because the evidence is there, the research has been done, and it is just strong and evident, and there's no denying it, this connection between the brain and the gut. And my first piece of advice for overcoming fear and anxiety that isn't feel the fear and do it anyway is to address your gut health. Um, again, being sensitive to everyone's experience, if you're on medication for anxiety, things like that, you have a severe case of anxiety or you're severely experiencing anxiety, then I'm not saying to get off your, your meds or anything like that, but what's your gut health like? Like I said, research is showing more and more this connection between the brain and the gut. And if the gut is unhealthy, if the gut is leaky, if the gut is just, if there's any kind of imbalance in the gut, it is going to impact the brain. An imbalance in the gut impacts and creates an imbalance in the brain. Again, scientifically backed, research has proven that this is a thing. And um, poor gut health, does, there is a correlation between poor gut health and poor mental health. So my first tip that is very tangible is to clean up your diet and address any gut issues. If you experience IBS, if you experience, um, you know, sluggish gut, uh, you know, constipation, um, anything, any kind of gut issues. Um, I'm just trying to think of more off the top of my head. The biggest one is like IBS, IBS, Crohn's disease, constipation. Um, you know, gas, bloating, all of these things, I, I, they are vastly normalized and dangerously normalized in our culture. Like you, you think it's normal to bloat after you eat a meal and it's not. <laughs> That's an indication that something's off in your gut. And um, so if you experience that and you also experience anxiety, the two are connected. I would be willing to bet my life on it. So um, heal your gut, clean up your gut. You can start, if you don't want to dive right into some kind of you know insane gut protocol, then my first recommendation would be to start cutting out things like dairy, gluten, things that are known irritants to the bowels and to the gut, um, refined sugars, things like that. Eat as many single ingredient foods as humanly possible and just really start to clean up your diet. And then you can start to kind of pinpoint, okay, what's creating the dis-ease in the body? And there's so much more that goes into healing your gut. Um, it's, it's just this huge thing. Um, but if you are someone who regularly and consistently struggles with fear and anxiety, um, and you're committed to not being that person anymore, not having that be a part of your reality and your identity anymore, then I would take your gut health really, really seriously because it's, again, science is proving over and over and over again, the correlation between gut health and brain health, and there's no denying it. So check out your gut. <laughs> Check out your gut. All right, so that's number one, gut healing. Number two, root chakra activation. So anytime we're feeling fear and anxiety, it is an indication of an imbalance in the root chakra. The root chakra is, it's our root, it's our stability, it's our sense of safety, it's our safe, sense of belonging. Um, just this innate knowing that we deserve to be here, that we are worthy of being here, that we deserve to take up space, and in doing so, we are safe. It's safe to show up, it's safe to be us, it's safe to take up space in this reality, in this lifetime. So when we're experiencing fear and anxiety, regardless of what it's about, whether it's about finances or work or relationships or you know, fill in the blank X, Y, and Z, um, it's a compromise of our root chakra and it's an indication that we either, that we have some kind of imbalance in that part of our energy body. 
So um, some suggestions for root chakra activation and kind of nourishing that part of the body. Um, by the way, your root chakra is located at your tailbone. It's your base chakra. And the way the seven major chakras that go up and down the, um, the middle line of the body is if one chakra, the, the chakra beneath one, sh one chakra <laughs> is uh, imbalanced or inactive or there's something off with it, then it impacts the health of the rest of the chakras. So if your root chakra is imbalanced, um, in excess, it, you know, it, it, whatever, if, if it's fucked up, if your root is fucked up, <laughs> then the rest of your chakra body is also going to be out of whack. So it's really important um, that this one is functioning optimally. So a couple of different things you can do for root chakra activation. Herbs, herbs are a great um, resource to use to nurture our energy body and our physical body. Um, the top three that I would recommend for root chakra support are valerian, lemon balm, and lavender. They're all very supportive, very grounding, very calming. It's really gonna help to activate that root chakra energy. Um, in addition to herbs, you can also use crystals. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, the herbs, I, I mean, you can ingest herbs in so many ways, but you can start just with teas. I have a root support tea that I'm actually sipping on right now. Um, so I would recommend getting some kind of root support tea or blending your own and make sure it includes valerian, lemon balm, and lavender, or at least one or two of those three. Um, you can also, for root chakra activation, you can also um, lean on some crystal allies. So I have a few here. I have sodalite, amethyst, and um, labradorite. And these are all three really, really great for your root chakra. Um, they're great for dispelling negative energy, for grounding your energy, for helping you to focus and quiet the monkey mind that's often associated with anxiety and fear. So these are really, really great allies to have on hand. Um, you can also use oils. This is my favorite oil for um, kind of calming and anxiety relief. It's a doTERRA blend called Serenity. It's got lavender, ylang ylang, um, so many things, vanilla, like I'm reading the little ingredients here, but there's so many different oils here, but it smells divine and it is so calming and so relaxing. So you can lean on oils if you like oils. You can also use meditation. You can use affirmations. Just again, it's so important. I think if we're going to feel the fear and do it anyway, then it's so important to calm the body first, to center the body, to remind the body that it is safe, right? And that's what these these different tools are gonna help with that, right? The, the herbs, the crystals, the oils, the meditations, which by the way, in the yoga video that I dropped today, um, it's yoga for fear and anxiety, and it's infused with meditation at the very end, and there's also some breath work in there, as well as some affirmations. So definitely go and check that out if you're struggling with fear and anxiety. Um, but these tools are all gonna kind of work together to help support you by activating that root chakra. It's supporting and activating the root of your energy body, which is gonna help calm that fear and anxiety that you might be feeling. Okay, number three, and I, I struggled to name this one. Um, so if, sorry, it's not a great name, but rational thought. And for me, that looks like going down the rabbit hole of the fear and the anxiety that I'm experiencing. So every emotion that we feel in the body starts as a thought in the mind, every single one of them. So what I like to do when, I'm, when I notice that I'm feeling fear and anxiety in my body, I'm like, okay, 
I know that this is just a feeling, this is just emotion that's moving through me. I don't want to stop it. I don't want to ignore it. I want to, you know, let it express itself however it needs to so it doesn't get trapped in my body. But I'm also curious, what is this sensation rooted in? What is this emotion that I'm experiencing? What thought is it rooted in? So I'll trace it back and typically nine times out of 10, I'm able to identify what the thought is. And then I just walk myself through it. I really just coach myself through it. Like, okay, you're scared of this. So what if this actually happens? What is the absolute worst case scenario? And I take myself there. I don't know that that would be the best practice for everyone, but I personally take myself there. And I'm like, okay, worst case scenario is they never talk to me again. Worst case scenario is they unfollow me on social media. Worst case scenario is I get made fun of. Worst case scenario is they judge me. All of those things are likely already happening, right? Someone somewhere is judging you. Someone somewhere doesn't like you. Someone somewhere is unfollowing you. Someone somewhere is criticizing you, right? And I, I so I just walk myself through, like I'm experiencing all of the, the whirlwind of emotions in the body. So I kind of tag team and I'm like, okay, I'm letting my body inform me, but now I'm gonna go talk to my mind and I'm gonna see what kind of bullshit my mind is stirring up. And then I like to disprove what my mind is telling me, or I like to get really, really comfy with the worst case scenario. And at the end of it all, I remind myself, I'm good. If they, if they don't like me, I'm still good. If they unfollow me, I'm still good. If they judge me, I'm still good. And ultimately I'm still safe, right? Which is again, that root chakra activation, knowing that I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe, I'm safe. Even if they don't like me, I'm safe. Even if they don't follow me anymore, I'm safe. Even if they judge and criticize me, I am safe. And in this moment, I have absolutely everything that I need. Even if my bank account is at negative $100. Right now, I've got a roof over my head, I've got clothes on my back, I've got food in my fridge. I'm winning the fucking lottery right now. Right now, right? Anxiety is, I've always heard that anxiety is um, a result of dwelling in the future and depression is a result of dwelling in the past. So if I'm experiencing anxiety and I'm, because I'm dwelling in the future, then I need, I need to bring myself back into the present moment. And that's also what all of these things do, right? All of the root chakra activation works to bring you back into this present moment because this present moment is all that matters anyway. It's all that really exists. There's no such thing as the past. There's no such thing as the future. There's only limitless present nows. So how can we drop into this present now moment? and shut down the chatter of what quote unquote could be, shut down the chatter of what quote unquote was, and get real with what's now, what is. And the truth is, if you're watching this on your cell phone, if you're listening to this on your cell phone, you're good. <laughs> you're doing so much better than the vast majority of humans on this planet. I'm assuming that you have clothes on your body, you have a roof over your head, you have a bed to sleep in at night, you have food to eat, and if you don't, then you need to cancel your cell phone because those things are priority. <laughs> so it's it's about like be like getting real with yourself. Like, is this okay? Yes, this is a real physiological experience I'm having in my body, but is the, the story that I'm telling myself is that real? Because most of the time it's fucking not. Most of the time it's not. Okay, number four, movement. I made a post in my stories this morning about how movement is medicine, movement is embodiment, 
Movement is power, movement is release, movement is flow, movement, movement is everything. Our bodies were made to move. Our bodies were made to be outside in nature. Our bodies were made to soak in sunshine, right? And now we live in this culture that perpetually puts us in these boxes or, you know, we're in a box or we're looking at a box or we're watching a box on the wall and, you know, we're just in these boxes and we're sedentary and we're not moving. And so movement is just so incredibly powerful for getting out of the head and into the body for releasing stuck and stagnant energy for, um, you know, just, just so many benefits for, for movement. And like I said, just another shameless plug for the yoga video that I, I also dropped today. Um, it's just gentle movement, but it's movement that's direct, like specifically designed to help calm your body. Another thing that we talk about, or I talk about, I think about when I'm walking myself through calming my body is activating my vagus nerve and your vagus nerve runs from the base of your skull, the back of your head, all the way down to your pelvis. And it's, I'm pretty sure it's the largest nerve in your body. And it's one of just a handful of nerves that's responsible for activating your parasympathetic nervous system, which is that rest and reset. So movement helps to, movement actually does activate the vagus nerve. So moving your body, stimulating your body, inviting that anxious, fearful energy that's in your body to move through and out. That way you can release it and that energy doesn't get stuck in your body and then turn into something else like, um, you know, emotional trauma or dis-ease or anything like that. So movement is huge. I also use movement as an embodiment practice. So, you know, if I know that I'm going into a situation where I need to be a fucking badass, then I'm going to go do a kick-ass hip workout and, you know, just crank my energy through the roof and embody that badass that I know I need to be in the next hour or two for whatever the situation is. If I know that I need to be calm, cool, and collected, then I'm going to hit my yoga mat and I'm going to chill out and I'm going to zen out and I'm going to bliss out, <laughs> right? It's just such a beautiful embodiment practice that allows us to kind of tap into whoever we need to be, whoever we desire to be. So movement is beautiful. And then my last tip for overcoming fear and anxiety um, that isn't, feel the fear and do it anyway, is breath work. Just simply breathing. Deep inhales in through the nose and full exhales out through the mouth. In yoga, we do something called ujjayi breathing, which basically sounds like um, Darth Vader. So you inhale in through the nose. And then as you exhale, you're going to constrict the back of the throat so you sound like Darth Vader. So I'll do it here one time. I don't know if that, I don't know if the, the camera picked that up, but you're gonna inhale in through the nose and then exhale through the nose while constricting the back of the throat. And again, it should sound like Darth Vader or like what it sounds like when you put a seashell up to your ear and you can hear the quote unquote ocean. That's about what it should sound like. And that slows your breathing down. It forces you to slow down that exhale, but it also activates that vagus nerve that's gonna drop you right into parasympathetic nervous system. So going from fight and flight to rest and reset almost immediately. So um, there are so many different breathwork practices. I'm not a breathwork practitioner beyond uh, what I use in my own yoga practice, which is a lot of ujjayi breathing, um, box breathing. I like to do alternated, alternating nostril breathing. Uh, I'm pretty sure I have a video on this channel um, demonstrating that. 
Um, there's so many different ways that you can breathe and just that another thing that we tend to do in this culture is we're not, we don't breathe deeply enough. Our breath is very shallow and it's very quick, which can then physiologically create more anxiety because our body's constantly trying to get enough oxygen. It's under oxygenated because we're taking these short and shallow breaths. So just deepening your breath, lengthening your breath, slowing your breath down is going to oxygenate your body and oxygenate, oxygenate your brain to help reduce those feelings, those sensations of fear and anxiety that are just there because it's your body's natural response to not getting enough oxygen, right? So slowing down the breath, taking the time to do that. And you can do that, I mean, literally in seconds. In seconds, you can calm your body down through breath work. So my five suggestions, five ways to overcome fear and anxiety that aren't feel the fear and do it anyway. I'm not saying don't do that, right? Definitely, yes, feel the fear and do it anyway. But one, acknowledge that the fear is real in your body. The physiological experience that you are having is real, but the story that's causing it probably isn't. And again, not to be insensitive to anyone who experiences anxiety. I 100% get it. I get it. My question is, do you always want to identify as someone who has anxiety? And if the answer is no, then stop identifying as someone who has anxiety. Because the longer you identify as someone who has anxiety, the longer you're going to be someone who has anxiety. So how can we start to address these, these experiences that we're having in a more holistic way, not just what's going on in your brain, but what's going on in the rest of your body? What's going on in your gut that's impacting your brain? What's going on with your nervous system that's impacting your brain? And how can we nourish not only the physical body and the physical brain, but also the energetic body, right? You are a whole person, you are a whole human. And we have to start addressing these things that we experience from a holistic perspective, not just from a symptom perspective, not just from, you know, one part of you, because all parts of you are impacted by this. If you've ha ever had anxiety, you know, it, it touches every part of your body is anxious, not just in your head, your whole body is anxious. So it only makes sense that we address the whole body and not just the head, not just what's going on in the brain, what's going on everywhere. And how can we provide a more supportive and a more holistic solution that leads to lasting, sustainable healing, right? So just to, you guys know, I like to circle back, wrap it up, put a nice little bow on top. Number one, gut healing, get your gut in check, go check it out. Especially if you're already dealing with things like IBS, Crohn's disease, any of these other gut related issues, and you have anxiety, it's not a coincidence, friend. It is not a coincidence. Number two, root chakra activation with things like herbs, crystals, oils, meditation, um, affirmation, things like that. Number three, rational thought. Take yourself down the rabbit hole. What is the thought that's creating the emotion and is it real? Is it true? Number four, movement. Allowing you to move that anxious energy out of the body and get rid of it. And then lastly, breath breath work, slowing the breath, lengthening the breath, deepening the breath, oxygenating the body, giving it what it needs and calming it down while simultaneously activating your parasympathetic nervous system and getting you out of that fight or flight. So I hope this is helpful. I hope this is supportive. Um, if you are experiencing fear and anxiety right now, just know you're not alone. And I'm sending you so much love, literally sending you all the love, infusing this last few moments with some Reiki, um, sending you all my love and just know you don't have to, you don't have to. There are ways that you can support yourself 
and um, you know, not be the anxious person anymore. So I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Bye.